Whether you're a geek, a gamer, a TV or movie enthusiast, a modeler, a tabletop wargamer, or any of the above, welcome to Gamer Lives. Welcome everyone to uh, this week's episode of Gamer Lives. I am your host, Josh Ubridge. I'm joined today by someone who I've wanted to be a part of the show for a long time now. Uh, and I don't know why he hasn't been on the show. I, I think it's just scheduling conflicts, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but we have a friend of the show, Andrew Allen. Andrew, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Josh, how are you? Yeah, no, it's all, I've been painting. I've been lots of painting, actually. I've been painting as well, but uh, you know how quick my painting is. So. <laughs> that, that's just <laughs> your style of painting. True. True that. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, if, if, so what are, you, what are you painting at the moment? I'm currently painting an ATRT for I Legion. I, I hate your ATRTs. I, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one has a flamethrower on it, so I'm still working on that one at the moment. So. Things are, things are dick. <coughs> Is that, that's the one that came up and like shin kicked my ATSD, wasn't it? Yep, only because you destroyed its weapon, so it had no choice other than to shin kick something. It's still, <coughs> still an asshole. <laughs> So, uh, we've sort of gotten into the theme of today's show. Uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, this week we've had the best time of the year, apart from when the movies were released, and that is Star Wars Celebration, happened in Chicago. The week before that, in Chicago, we had Adepticon, uh, which, again, a few really big releases came out for Star Wars, uh, mainly Star Wars Legion. We're not going to talk about X-Wing or anything like that because we we focus on Legion here. So, but moving forward, uh, first things first, we'll, we'll, stick, we'll stick with the chronological order. We, we've seen a few releases come out uh, from Fantasy Flight Games in the past two weeks. What one was your favourite one that you've seen, Andrew? The announcements or the releases? Uh, they're about the same. I would have to say. We'll go, we'll go with the announcements. Righto. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is definitely my favourite. <laughs> so, for you that don't know, uh, if, you, and if you don't know why you're listening to this podcast, uh, we've got Clone Wars starter set coming out in uh, the, the third quarter? Yeah, the third quarter of of the year from Fantasy Flight Games. And in the box set, we've got a few really good things coming out of it, which I, I think is, um, you know, fantastic. But the, I think we, we both agree the best model in the box happens to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Absolutely. That's it. So one, <coughs> I, I, I have to say I, I'm flipping excited for it. Uh <laughs> So you know how uh, the model is shown in the uh, was it, what, what's his style Shinastro? Is that no? What's his what's Obi Wan's defensive style again called? No idea, mate. You should know these things. I should know these things, but I don't know these things. That's that's really really silly. Uh, <laughs> let, 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 let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, so Star Wars Legion uh, has already got a price here in Australia, uh, believe it or not. Uh, and the uh, quasi uh, sponsor of the show, Mighty8.com.au, is selling it for one hundred and fifty nine dollars and ninety nine cents as a pre order. Uh, so uh, they, I was trying to see if I can find this. Um, 
I can't see it anymore. They have the rule it's come out with Obi Wan is pretty sick uh, with his defensive style, and that is uh, he if uh, he can take a surge token, and if he expends a surge token um, for a dodge, then he surges all crits uh, that have been done to him. The wounds go onto the opposing player. Onto the attacking unit, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that what he comes up with? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's quite um quite brutal, <laughs> if you ask me. So uh, so any other uh, any other favourite things that are coming out of the Clone Wars set for you? Uh, always a fan of droids because there's just lots and lots of them. I'm not opposed to spamming people. Well, their rules many... quite their their rules quite interesting. The uh, AI special rule um, essentially is unless it's got a face-up order token, its first action has to be an attack action. Yeah, but I can also see with their communications that they will easily be able to have control of that for most of the battlefield. That's as long as they stay within... uh, Range one. Yeah, but that's range one of each other. It's, it only has to be in range one of one of the um, core units as well. Hmm, very true. Very doable. That's it. Um, I was going to say, is the I'm very interested to see if there'll be if there'll <coughs> be the the way across the board for all of the droids, like you. You destroy droids, your super battle droids, uh, your assassin droids, all those things. I wonder if it'll be the same across the board. Uh, I couldn't imagine it would be because you, otherwise you'd have all the troopers from the stormtroopers that all be precise. So I'd say they'd have a little bit of character in amongst their own units. Yeah, very true. Like, let, let's split it up a little bit. Like, look at the differences that we're going to see between clone troopers and stormtroopers. I, I mean, they, you know, black attack dice. Uh, they've got their own amazing coordinated special rule, uh, coordinated fire special rule that's coming out, and they, they they are expensive. But from what they are, I think they're going to definitely be showing up stormtroopers uh, on the battlefield when when they eventually start doing uh, mixed play. I think what you'll find though is that the it'll still depend on the synergy between the command cards and what comes on the battlefield. It's all good having good units that are solid, but if you can't command them well, you're going to struggle, which is probably still why the Rebels are outshining the Imperials at the moment a little bit. The synergy just seems to gel a little bit better. Yeah, that's why I'm very interested to see what happens now when we get Bosk and the, you know, the... When the tank comes out, I'm, I, I'm, I can't... What I find is annoying, Adepticon two weeks ago, they've already got the tank. We still haven't got a release date for the tank here yet, which is irritating me because I want one. <laughs> I want to kill things with it. Um, the, the other interesting thing we, we, we got to look forward to is we've got the, uh, the, the new units coming out for the Imperials. So you've got the Shaw Trooper, the Dewback, coming out, uh, as I said, I mentioned Bosk, which he'll have his own command cards that'll go into the fray as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, if there's anything like Boba Fett, he'll add some good value in there too. Well, they, everyone keeps saying that he, it, the Boba Fett wasn't the best bounty hunter, it was Bosk. 
Well, if you go with legends, it probably was. Boba Fett's probably more famous from what he didn't say in the movies, but uh, and just how cool he was not saying it. That's true. <laughs> and I have to, I have to admit, I, I um, I watched the Mandalorian uh, panel from Star Wars Celebration, and I got a little bit annoyed when they go, "We're going to show you a, a like a bit of a sneak peek into Mandalorian," uh, except for anyone who's streaming it. So if you're streaming it, we will we'll be back in a minute. And then I was like, that stuff, this, I Googled it and I found someone who was, uh, who filmed it with their phone, uh, during the thing. And you can hear someone in like a security guard saying, everyone put your phones away. You can't film this. And <laughs> you see the phone just dip. But the, the things that you saw in it were fantastic. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I have to admit like the, uh, the Mandalorian's making Boba Fett look cooler in my opinion. Are you going to pay the subscription to watch it, though, on uh, Disney Plus when it comes out? That's the thing. Disney Plus isn't like isn't going to be in Australia for... I don't think it's going to come out at the same time. I And my reasoning for this is because Stan, only in the last two months, has just bought all of the Marvel uh, Disney uh, properties. Uh, Star Wars is there, too. The newest Star Wars movies are on, are on this. And... I honestly think that it, Stan is going to be where these these things go to in Australia for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see that because uh, the announcements were pretty clear with the way that Disney want to do it because they even stopped all their IP sales over in the States. Well, why? Well, this is why Stan is really interesting because they've they've mm. that's what they're pumping out. Like they they've made a massive deal about it. Um, it's been out for two months now, but they've still got, like, when you log into it, it comes up saying, Disney on stand, here's this, here's this, here's this, watch Infinity War, watch Solo, watch The Last Jedi. Like, they've got all this property on there. They don't have everything, but uh, I'm not too far off surprised if it's going to end up being there soon. Mm. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how they do that here. That's it. So, your thoughts on the new and new releases for Imperials, the Dubak and the uh, Shore Troopers? What are you What are you thinking about those at the moment? The Shore Troopers look phenomenal. Um, hopefully, their mortar isn't as good as the AT ST mortar, but I have a feeling that it's going to be. I I've read the rules. From what I understand of it, they they look. A hundred times better than the mortars on the ATST. Yeah, the mortar on the ATST is just a piece of the kit, though, isn't it? You've got to have it on there. Like you can't go without one. Yeah, see, I, I don't think I've learnt how to play the mortar on the ATST effectively. And that, and uh, wait, I'm when I and I'm putting me into that. I'm not saying that it's um, Fantasy Flight's fault. It's my fault because I, I like I play. I have a, a specific play style. As you're aware, and lately I haven't even been playing any vehicles. I've just been like troop heavy, which I think might change in in the next little bit. Like watching like with the do back and their rules. Like you know, the do back doesn't actually come with a ranged attack weapon. Like, yeah, you have to purchase it. Yeah, very Vader esque. I know, but you know what's really cool about the shore troopers is they have. A uh, a training slot, so you can put Hunter on the Shore Troopers. That's pretty cool. It's mad. Yeah, the the mortar. Where are we? 
I can't find it. <laughs> it's not showing me the rules. How dare it? Um, someone <coughs> was had had access to the rules and that, and it made it made sense. Uh, here we go. In fact, small detachments of shore troopers often take it upon themselves to man a DF ninety mortar launcher that can provide even more suppressive fire. All these mortar troopers operate as independent units and are free to lend fire support to any unit. They can only be deployed if corresponding Imperial shore trooper units ha- uh, are included in your army. Uh, and there'll be more information on that coming. That's from the uh, actual uh, uh, column put out by Fantasy Flight Games. Now, uh, from what I understand, it is essentially like a sniper. It's uh, four to four to forever. Um, it, it will be suppressive fire. And from what I heard on a, another corresponding uh, wargaming podcast. It is one red, one white, one black. That's pretty nasty. Now, I don't know how true <coughs> that is, so I'm taking that one with a grain of salt because obviously mm. they haven't released the all the cards for it as of yet. But the fact that you can take Overwatch with them, you can take uh, Endurance, like you got an Endurance uh, training card coming out, Hunter, uh, tenacity, all these wonderful upgrades you can take on other units, and you can now take on a core unit. I think it's one of those things that's been missing from the game, but then also there's there's a lot of weaknesses in the vehicles, which I think some of the new pilots will hopefully change up a little bit as well. Now, here's a really interesting thing for the shore troopers. Now, it's 52 points for your skeleton squad, right? Yeah. Uh, your basic rules are coordinate and placement trooper. After you are issued an order, you may issue an order to a friendly emplacement uh, trooper at range one. Yeah. Now, and now, here's, here's an, another really cool one with it. Target one, after you are issued an order, gain one aim token. That's pretty handy. Now they hit on black one uh, range one to three with their E twenty two blaster rifles. Uh, they don't surge to anything at all. Uh, now, so essentially, it doesn't really matter if you're going to be hitting with your blaster or in close combat because it's both on blacks and it's fifty two points. <coughs> now the emplacement trooper is thirty six points as an upgrade. An extra short trip is going to cost you 13. That's all I can tell you at the moment because all the other numbers are hidden, unfortunately. Hmm. So 13 points is fairly expensive for not surging, but obviously it's that combination with the, the emplacement troopers that's going to be key because that doesn't have to necessarily be the mortar that comes with it. No. That, that could it. be e-webs. And you, you like you're looking at it, you get seven models in the box, right? Uh, so you've got your your heavy weapon is the uh, what have we got here? Doesn't want to, does it want to tell me uh, the T twenty one B targeting rifle is the heavy weapon, and that hits it's range one to four, two blacks, one white, with critical one. Which, from what I've heard, critical one is pretty brutal. Is that converting one of your hits to a critical? Is that how that works? So I haven't seen anything on that yet. Yes, yes. No, that's what it is. So critical uh, converts uh, one of your hits to a crit, 
before anything else. So, and, uh, yep. so you so say if you've got one crit and one hit, you get to change that one hit to a crit before anything else. So before before you dodge and cover, yeah, yep. any of that rubbish. Which is, <laughs> I think that's pretty good. <clears throat> and I'd love to know how much that unit would be is going to cost. I can't tell you, unfortunately. Uh, but so that's the heavy weapon upgrade. If you like, if you're like me and don't, and usually just go, um, you know, one particular heavy weapon, and you don't do any other upgrades to it. Now, from what I understand, though, with this, is you can run your heavy weapon the extra short uh, extra uh, extra um trooper and the emplacement without any issues so unlike only being able to take one heavy weapon like for any other uh, particular thing so it's more in line with the scout troopers or the commandos where you could take the sniper team and the saboteur team if you wanted to Yes, or well, you think about it, for action economy though, uh, not action economy for you know uh, for um, unit drops. You, I don't know if it, if it ends up being uh, if it will be like the sniper te- like the sniper strike team. I don't know if it'll end up being like that. Uh, I, we can only I can't tell you that until we can see the full uh, full card, mm. which sucks. But now let's talk about the one that I am really excited for, the do-back. <laughs> now this thing, you know how we're talking about critical with the mm. short troopers with the thing? Mm. so base on the card, the do-back has critical two and is suppressive, and that comes from its uh, uh, what do you call it? Its razor claw and uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, close combat melee attacks which is three red and three white now, so it sounds sounds nasty but you got to get in close yeah well it's 90 points it's it's movement one it surges to hit and it has red dice to save now the if i'm zooming enhancing in here on the dewback rider it has armor one uh so you can uh, convert one hit result to nothing uh yep. relentless after you perform a move action you may perform a free attack action so just like the uh snowy vader no vader vader, vader yeah vader's relentless mate because that means it can be a melee attack as well oh that's true S- yeah snowy's is only arranged that's right because yeah, it's um what, he's what, ready that's it steady Steady. Always get ready and steady mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reposition. Uh, either before or after you perform a standard move, you may perform a free pivot action. That's becoming fairly common. Yeah. This is a big-ass lizard. I don't know if that should be on it. That's my opinion, but I'm going I'm to play think the it's, rule because it's, I'm playing Imperial. I think it's more to do with the base size, similar to the tank. Because you wouldn't imagine the tank to be that manoeuvrable either. But just because of the base size, I think they had to put some practical rules in there. That is a fairly practical rule. Yeah, no, I'll agree with you on that one just for the minute. (laughs) Uh, Spur. Uh, While performing a move, you may gain one suppression token to increase your maximum 
speed by one. Yeah, that so makes can, it handy. You can make that thing run. Yeah, this thing has six wounds and two suppression uh, valleys on it. Yeah, unhindered. It's also got unhindered. Uh, you ignore the effects of difficult terrain. So this big f off lizard, which the model looks fantastic, if you ask me. This thing is. Great. I don't think there's much that's going to look nicer on the table, other than possibly the tauntauns. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Sure <laughs> yet. They're just going to be lizard food. That's so. It's ninety points stock standard, right? Now for ten points, you can get the T twenty one blaster rifle, which is critical too. <laughs> With four and it hits on four white dice range one to three, uh, and that's only ten points. Uh, there's three other we- so two other weapons you can take. You can get the RT ninety seven C blaster when that's range one to four. Uh, I can't see any. I, I can't see any other rules for that. But you can also take the CR twenty four flamer, <laughs> which is a range yeah. one and it's a blast and spray. That's just nasty. <laughs> It's like flaming lizard time. That's what that is. Yeah, and I th- and you can only take one of those upgrades, unfortunately, because I'd love to see like a rifle and a flamer on the one model. I reckon that'd be sick. When did Star Wars have dragons? Now, now they have dragons. That's exactly right, and I'm happy. And they're <laughs> imperial too, which makes me even better. Like, just saying that though, just on that, there is such a thing called crate dragons, and that's an expanded universe, and, and they're pretty pretty badass i was reading a, a bunch of stories about obi-wan and how he him and uh was it he, no young luke and one of luke's friends came across one and attacked him and then um ben saved them and fun fact <coughs> that's the noise that he made when he came to luke's aid in a new hope that that noise was to mimic the the call of a crate dragon mm. obviously scarce Scares the bejesus out of sand people. I know. So they've obviously experienced the great dragon as well. Yeah, they hate them. Mm, hate clearly, clearly. It's ridiculous how cool it is. <laughs> now, talking <laughs> about cool, we have we we've got twenty minutes left. And <clears> I think this that should be enough time to discuss. Uh, I think the the elephant in the room right now, and I think you know what I want to talk about. Uh, we we had uh, the I think the the probably the best thing that happened in the month of April, and that is the releasing of the first teaser trailer for Star Wars Episode Nine and the title reveal, uh, the Rise of Skywalker. We'll start with the title. What's your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are Skywalker is one of those things that. Could it be interchanged with Jedi? Could it be a throwback to one of the old movies? I'm excited just from the name itself. That's pretty cool. I'm stoked. Um, <coughs> I, I had a was a, talking to a friend of ours the other day, and I remember in the last Thrawn book that I read, uh, Thrawn Allegiances, where he it's a split book of two stories where on one one part of it is back when he was part of the Chiss Ascendancy and he's working with Anakin Skywalker who he's met randomly and then there's a, a, on the other flip side of it he's working like this is when he's now Grand Admiral Thrawn and he's been sent on the mission by the Emperor with Darth Vader now 
so that shows that he knows who Darth Vader is. He has his, he goes, I know it's Anakin. I know it's Anakin. And it, there's this <laughs> bit in the book where he talks about these force sensitive Chiss children who navigate for the Chiss in hyperspace. So they sit at the front mm. of the vessel, they reach out with the force and they, they figure out where they're going through space and they're on this ship that hasn't got a navigational computer and Vader is, is the only force sensitive person there. So, and he, and because Vader and Anakin are, what are they, what do they call it? Precogs. Um, that's what, what he's, he's called. So he, uh, puts Vader in the chair and he goes, and he's having a big grin to himself and Vader's like, what's so funny? And he's like, Oh, nothing. It's just a bit of uh, you know nostalgia for me. We we when the person takes the seat at the front of the ship, they're called the Skywalker, mm. which which That's makes sense. Cool. It, it makes really good sense for the for that particular thing, and it really pissed Vader off. <laughs> which was, <laughs> but I I, <clears throat> I think it, it, it's it's got a lot of uh, got a lot of wriggle room for a lot of fan theories. Don't you agree? <laughs> I, I do, absolutely. And I think um, Mark Hamill's adding to it as well by tweeting pretty much everything that people thought could have been a fan theory already. So whether he's just adding fuel to one of the ones that's actually true or whether he's just completely rubbishing all of them well, by he, tweeting them. He's pretty good at that. <laughs> he is pretty good at that and he's always been good at that. But um, I can't wait to see more of Kylo Ren than the five seconds that they gave him in the teaser. And I think there's a reason for that. I reckon there's something big there that they're trying to keep from us, which I I love the fact they're trying to keep it from us. Well, they have to, don't they? (laughs) We need it, though. That's the thing, though. I want to go into that movie and be like, sweet, I don't want to know anything. I just want to know if cool cool stuff's going to happen. Uh, Star Wars, of course, there's going to be cool stuff happen. <laughs> so, okay, we'll talk about the trailer. Uh, so, the first part of it, we see Ray sitting, or like breathing heavily in the desert, and then it starts bolting because it is a. I, I don't think it is Kylo Ren's uh, Tie Fighter. Just, just saying, because it's a bit different. So, I, I honestly think it's a Knight, Knights of Ren Tie Fighter. That's my opinion, but. That scene where she does that Matrix style backflip with a lightsaber ignited, I, I I thought that was awesome. That was like the first thing I went, yeah, no, that's legit. I love it. it. Makes for a cool intro to a teaser, doesn't it? Like it's there's something about that that just screams at you. That you want to see more of the movie now. Hmm. And the fact that they had Luke uh, talking, like narrating over the top of it. I thought that was definitely, it's definitely alluded to the fact that yes, the force ghosts, and I'm saying it as a plural, is going to be a major thing in the movie. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they incorporate that, because hopefully Obi-Wan will make another appearance. Well, we know Hayden Christensen's going to be in it, uh, Mm. and the concept art for him looks flipping phenomenal, because it's like a bit like Harvey, Harvey Dent, sort of. You know, one part of him's the, the Jedi Anakin, and the other part is still got the helmet on of Darth Vader, uh, and it's just it, it it screams to me. What it does, it screams Darth Raven to me, 
I don't know if you're familiar with uh, that uh, with Darth Raven, but he was very much like Anakin Skywalker. He was very conflicted, but he wasn't conflicted uh, consciously. So at one point he got knocked on, like he got uh, attacked, and then he he lost his memory. He got amnesia, and he was mm. retrained by the because he was a Jedi turned to the dark side. Got knocked unconscious, lost his memory. And then he got retrained as a Padawan learner, went all the way through the ranks again. And then when he died, his dark side suppressed self came out as a as a dark entity. And so his good side, which was trying to become one with the Force, couldn't do that. So it hung around too. So it was really interesting to see. I'm actually very curious to see how they do Anakin Skywalker. Well, I think that it'll allow for some more balance in the Force with him being able to talk to both Ray and Ren, potentially. And we've also got to remember, there's also uh, the Clone Wars TV show is canon. And there was interesting <coughs> things that happened concerning the balance of the Force on Mortis, which I hope they bring some of that into it. Because that, like, this, like, I don't, did you, did you watch Clone Wars? Not all of it. Did you see that episode? No. Well, that's not useless. That I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, okay. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. So we we see the Millennium Falcon hurtling through hyperspace, and we see everyone's favorite, uh, the the OG black person in Star Wars, Lando Calrissian, just laughing his head off as he's hurling through space in the Millennium Falcon. What was your thoughts on that one? Well, it's always good to see Billy D come back. That's nice. Um, Lando, it's Lando's ship. It's not Han's ship. Well, I'm in Han's camp. <laughs> but here's the interesting thing, though, right? So uh, we're talking about cool African-American actors from the 80s. So, yeah, Billy D <coughs> is in it. Carl Weathers is going to be in The Mandalorian. That's so, cool. So, for those who don't know Carl, Weather, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, uh, the guy who smashed out Rocky in Rocky 1 and then got smashed out by Rocky in Rocky 2, uh, and then became Rocky's best mate, and then got killed by Dolph Lundgren in Rocky 4. Was it Rocky 3 or Rocky 4? No, it was Rocky Spoil- 4. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, why are you listening to this? Go and watch it. Um <laughs> So uh, we see a bunch of different things with uh, all the new characters. Uh, I love Finn's new costume. I think they've actually, like, uh, according to the panel, uh, he was the minute he saw his new costume, costume, he felt like yes, Finn's finally a part of the resistance. Like he's action, actual member. He's got a place in it. And I agree with him. Like from seeing what we what we saw, and we saw a couple of other little cool things. Uh, Luke says some cool stuff. Uh, Kylo Ren's dive from his the his cross guard into some poor bloke's chest was awesome. I think that's one of the best lightsaber moves I've seen, to be honest. Well, I still don't think we've seen enough of it yet. No, no, we haven't. And I think we're, we're <laughs> what, what what did you think about the the alien reconstructing his helmet? Well. I just wonder where that is, like whether that's actually somewhere close to Kylo or whether someone's picked that up. Well, it happened on one of his ships, so you wouldn't think that someone's just gone on there and picked it up, would you? 
Well, depends on what's happened to the ship after the um, whether he's abandoned it after he's taken out Snoke, or whether he's carried on and and someone else is alongside him now and they're rebuilding his mask. Because he yeah, because yeah, it was being from what they've said, it's been merged together with the red kyber crystal. Hmm. Which is really cool. I reckon it's going to look amazing. Yeah, it'll get some nice glow on, won't it? That's exactly right. Yeah, so we've got... uh, So we've had that. Now, the biggest part of the trailer, they're walking on Endor. And they come to this cliff over one of the... So I I Googled this because I I wanted to see if if they were changing anything. On Endor, there is there are seas on Endor. Uh, Endor is actually covered seven percent in in ocean water, which I thought was really really interesting <coughs> to know and good to mm. know because this we see this the r- remains of the second Death Star in the middle of the ocean. That was cool. I thought that was amazing to seeing that, and then the part that comes after it, the. Uh, the cackle brought out of a cough by Ian McDermott. What, what, how was, what was your reaction when you heard that? I was very happy that the Emperor's back. <laughs> well, and I think I was telling you, uh, I was text. I think I messaged you when we, when we were talking about it because you you thought it could have been Ray. Is that right? No, no. I said I'd like it to be Ray, but I actually thought it could be Ren. Ren. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. As in being corrupted by the dark side and then becoming um, the emperor, essentially. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's an interesting fact, which I thought was really cool, which it aids to the fan fictions, all the fan theories. Palpatine had a secret cloning facility on Jakku. Where is Rey from? Jakku. She could, she could well be a Palpatine. We don't know. We don't know what he did. In relationships, like he had that bald-headed girl in *Revenge of the Sith*, who was his like uh, I wouldn't say girlfriend, but more of like a, a escort. But I heard another really interesting rumor, which oh, I don't know if I want it to be real or not. Excuse me. Uh, so in this rumor, uh, I'm going to put a pile. I, I want you to tell me what you think, because I know how you feel about this character. <laughs> They reckon now. This is a few. It's a few people, and they've come up with some good reasons for it. That there's only one real redheaded person in the uh, in the galaxy, and and that is in in essence before this person was Chief Palpatine as a young man. The current redheaded person in this in in the movie is General Hux. Mm-hmm. It could be a major possibility that Hux is a clone of a young clone of the emperor and he just takes his beatings as he does from Kylo Ren until he knows when to come out of it yeah that would make Hux more of an interesting character in my opinion Mm. for sure because I'm not a huge fan of his character yet they haven't really developed um, him. He's more. He's he's gone from being this angry person who wanted to blow up the Republic system, to this whiny person who is essentially an echo of Kylo Ren during issuing commands, and then is thrown into the side of a building like a paper towel. 
which is almost very uh, Senator Palpatine-esque in the way that he tried to hide himself away from the limelight yeah. while he was coming to power. So, so that could work. And it's also uh, another theory. This is my theory, actually. I, I, I haven't read it anywhere else online, but I bet it's already <coughs> out there. And that is that Snoke is a Bad Batch clone, hence why he's tall and lanky and gross. He doesn't actually look mm. like... And when, when Snoke didn't come out of anything until after the events on Jakku. Mm. So, and And what they were doing in this cloning facility is they were experimenting with implementing the Force into living beings, much like what was happening in the Star Wars Force Unleashed game series, where they were experimenting with putting midichlorians into clones. And so, mm. you imagine yep. you got a bad batcher who's had double the dose of midichlorians. He's going to be powerful as hell. Mm. Oh, yeah. I still like... Your theory before, though, about uh, Ray being a clone of the Emperor. Because there was a lot of fan theories that came out in the first, um, when she first wielded Luke's lightsaber. Just the way that she held it was very much Palpatine-esque. Yeah. Well, and he is, like, he was able to take out Savage Press and Darth Maul by himself. Mm. So he's a very accomplished uh, lightsaber duelist, like, he, he struggled with Mace Windu, but Mace Windu, he, we, we all love him. He's awesome. So, your final thoughts on the trailer? Look, if my original thought of uh, when I first watched The Force Awakens of Rey turning to the dark side and... Ben Solo or Ben Skywalker um, turning back to the side of light to become the balance in the Force comes true. I'll be extremely happy, uh, but no doubt I'll still be quite entertained by the movie regardless of what happens throughout. Well, that's it. Like, I think a lot of Star Wars fans need to remember that it is a movie. Like we're not, Everyone's not going to get what they want. But I think with JJ at the helm, I think he's going to stay true to the feel of Star Wars. Yeah, I think so. And I think um, what Rian Johnson brought to the table was just a complete spin, which I enjoyed, but I, I know that a lot of Star Wars fans didn't enjoy because he took a lot of what could have been um, and just sort of threw it out the window and took put his own spin on it, which I thought was phenomenal. But oh, um, I, I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it too. Because it was different, it made you think. It, it showed some realism to to Mark Mark's character. And one one of the things I thought was interesting because JJ did say he's going to retcon a lot of stuff from Last Jedi, and that the way I would think that he would he would do it. This is my opinion. I can recall is because we all know at the start of the Last Jedi, where's where's Finn? He's unconscious in a medical bag. <laughs> yep. Maybe he dreams it. So we what? So they start off the 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 um they start off the Rise of Skywalker with him waking up out of his bag and saying, "But this didn't this happen? Didn't this happen? Didn't this happen?" I can have a cool way of doing it. It's very Dallas. 
<laughs> it's also very JJ uh, Abrams with a lot of his amnesia and give him a lot of opportunity to do his close face ups that he like um, close up facial shots that he likes doing early on in scenes that introduce characters. I'm hoping he gets his uh, his lighting flares out and about. That's the one thing he's really good at doing. So anyway, so we, we've covered a bit tonight and I really appreciate you coming on, especially with your cough and the fact you're distracted by painting, even though I am too, I'm painting as well. Uh, we've got a, we've got a new Star Wars Legion organized play event happening in our friendly local gaming store. That's staying next week. Is that correct? Uh, it is. Yes. Next Friday night. So, and that's going to be running fortnightly or weekly? Um, I'm going to trial, I think, weekly for this one and just allow anyone that can only make it fortnightly to try and get two games in when they come in, just for something a little bit different, just so we can try and incorporate some of the players that can't make the current fortnight that we're on. That's it, which is great. So this is, again, this is a hobby about inclusion and we don't care about who you are or what you are as long as you bring some minis to the table and you like a laugh, it's great, which is, which is the best thing in the world if you ask, if you ask me. Absolutely. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Hopefully, uh, you've enjoyed the experience and you'll come on again. And we'll yeah, no worries. What I want to do uh, is because we play a little bit of TTS. Um, maybe later in the week, we'll play a game and we will record the actual game. What do you think? Mm, that'll be pretty cool. It does. Well, thanks again, Andrew. And for, for those who will continue on with us, just wait for after the break. And we have more to discuss with you. And here's a word from our sponsor. What is Wargaming Recon? December 7th, 1941. A date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. 3,000 miles from home, an American army is fighting for you. We today have concluded an agreement to end the war and bring peace with honor in Vietnam. The world will note that the first atomic bomb was dropped on Hiroshima, a military base. Historical Wargaming for your ears, only at wargamingforums.com. Oh, the humanity. Okay, people, uh, thank you for staying with us. And uh, yes, we've had our chat about Star Wars Legion and the new Star Wars trailer. I'm sure that it'll come up again in this segment. Uh, to So uh, I've got another guest. I've actually got two more guests joining me today. And this, this, this time it comes from the land of the red hats with white writing. I have uh, the oldest, correct me if I'm wrong, the oldest continuing uh running wargaming show podcast uh in the world and that's wargaming recons jonathan reinhardt and adrian benson welcome guys thank you for taking your time and you know talking to the future so to speak (laughs) we are time lords we are thanks for having us and a minor correction it's not entirely inaccurate to say it's the longest continuously running wargaming podcast in the known universe no, that's true. Oh, well, that, that that we know of, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, speaking of universe, I actually discovered a YouTube, like you know, when you go down the YouTube rabbit hole of looking at random stuff. Uh, I found that apparently there's a game on Steam called Universal Sta- Sandbox, where you yes. 
you get to just stuff around with the physics of the solar system, which I think is fantastic. Do you know what the most fun with that is? Is when you create multiple planets and you put them on orbits, and I use that in quotations, in which they just will inevitably crash into one another and you cause all sorts of havoc, or you put a black hole somewhere, especially now that we can see them because, whoa, we got pictures of black holes and everything just kind of slowly gets sucked into it. It's very satisfying for a very dark reason. I, I, I have to admit, the, the that picture of the black hole reminded me more of the Eye of Sauron. Just saying, the the Ring of Power hasn't died, hasn't been destroyed. <laughs> I think they were copping out, and they were like, "So we need to come up with something interesting because Pluto's not a planet anymore, and we did solar eclipse, and that sad story about the Mars rover. What can we do now? Wait, Lord of the Rings. Let's take a picture of the cover, and then we'll say we found a black hole. No, you know what what it, no, no, no. You know what it is? It's the that space probe." The, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of it that's like gone right past Pluto and it's like it's left the solar system. It's the brake mm. lights. That's what it is. <laughs> Wait, I want to go back. No. It's always it's always fun. So, so tell me, it's Thursday at the moment in the good old US of A and uh, do you know what's, be- what's, you know what's really cool about being an Australian is the fact that I get movies before you. So potentially I'll be seeing Avengers Endgame well before you. I'll actually be seeing it uh, next week. So how does that make you feel? I'm I'm personally okay with it because everybody's going to see that movie before me. I don't tend to go to the theater a lot. <laughs> because what you find at theater are my least favorite thing in the world, and that's other people. So <laughs> That's true. And you're in a hobby that is entirely social. So That's have... not true. Have you heard of solo wargaming? I don't do a lot of that, though. He, he's right. It's a very... Uh... It ruins the illusion. Yeah, I, I know. I was just going to say, uh... can't you go blind solo wargaming? You can. You Depends can. on how many flights you take. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of incongruous. Uh, sometimes it's actually a little bit bit tough but uh yeah no i'll i'll see it on netflix most likely okay so you know, remember how i said at the start of the show uh what episode is he watching i don't know what, what do you need gabriel okay well let's work this out all right this is the best thing i have an apple tv and i just control it from my phone i've hit a button and nice. there we go it's fixed off you go He's adorable. The red one. The red one. Man, oh, hold on. Parenting in the modern modern age, you guys Gabriel, have it shut, easy. Shut Daddy's door. Gabriel, shut the shut the door. Talk amongst yourselves for yeah. a moment. <laughs> I, I just talked to my computer. And I was coming into the studio. and was like, I don't want to go down and physically turn the light on because, what am I, a heathen? I don't live in Australia or something. So I talked into my device and I was like, Hey, turn on the lights. And I came down and the lights were on and I was like, this is civilization. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, uh, I suppose it's silly, but I don't entirely trust all the, uh, all the smart home stuff. I know that makes me a bit of a Luddite, but, uh, 
yeah, I don't need I don't need Google employees or whoever having control over my thermostat or my lights or any of that. I know they have control over literally pretty much everything else, but uh I like to maintain a little bit of control where I can. You know, I think you're safe like, as long as you don't have the locks. No, we locks and windows, have, that's one thing I won't do. We don't actually have any of that stuff here in Australia yet. That's not like the like Apple Home or Google Home is not uh fairly common like the only thing that i have that's semi it's not even automated it's it's all it is is having a tv remote on my on my phone that i can just tap from another room so i've still got full control it's just on my phone um i don't even have an alexa at all or any of that stuff no i don't either but then Uh, how do you listen to wargaming recon um I, i don't i'm yeah yeah, you I, don't. I, 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 listening to Wargaming Recon for me now is uh, a continuous speaking to the mic properly, Don. Oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm just going to go off mic a little bit more and I'll just talk over here because it's really fun to do that and to be on the other end of the microphone. <laughs> You, sir, an asshole. <laughs> that's I I just, I, so that's your one for the episode, <laughs> Mister. No, 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 that that, that one all during Game of Thrones. No, just talk about being a geek. New episode. I know you don't care about the stadium, but I don't care. Maybe New episode I. for the final season of Game of Thrones. And someone's like, I'm just going to keep calling because he poked me and prodded me and said, "Don't you dare." <laughs> So why do you tell your listeners what I sent you via text over no, and over and over no, again? No, because what you sent me via text could be classes illegal uh, in most common societies. Um, <laughs> the fact that you went and found them, I'm worried about, A, your mental state. And B, well, what else am I going to do? And, and your poor wife. Oh, my goodness. I, I have no... <laughs> What you what you would she make not, her no no what you would make her she's dress not up in has she ever been a terrorist no 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 what you would make her dress up as in the bedroom <laughs> I, I, I I a little bit of vomit came out I, I just have to say a little bit of vomit came out <laughs> was that when you were eating your birdie box every flavor beans we don't have those here okay so now this is what I don't understand you live on a continent whose sole purpose in life is to kill you. Everything there is meant to kill you. Or and if so, it, or if it can't, it tries really hard. So you don't have things that are gonna like taste like vomit or earthworms or dirt. You don't no, have technology wait, that when the terminators rise they, up, they can use to, to slaughter you in your home. I just <laughs> a, they they do have things that taste like dirt because they have Vegemite. I've had it. My question my question on that one, right? When you Vegemite? Had it, when you how did you have it when you, when you tried it like what how was it given to you it was given to me by my wife and i don't believe this was correct it was <laughs> given to me by my wife the first time she was down there teaching a class and she she brought a jar of it home mm. but uh, on toast that can't be correct yes no no that's how we have it so uh, the best oh. way the best way of having vegemite is you you get your toast and you butter that thing up like you've got to put it's got to be almost like floppy to butter and then you put a light hear me on a very light covering of Vegemite because the, the problem is for Americans and Canadians uh, you look at Vegemite like you look at it not smell it or taste it you look at it and you go oh yeah that looks like chocolate I'm going to put a whole crap load of that on there 
And no. Precisely. You don't do that. Uh, Even Aussies will not do that. That's Hmm. just wrong. That's just wrong. So uh, it is an acquired thing. I grew up on it. It's just like, for, for, for us, we don't have... Uh, cereals that you have that would cause diabetes by the age of seven. Uh... <laughs> no, do you know who has the best breakfast? Hands down, the Dutch. Do you know what they put for breakfast? Isn't it, it, isn't it many that... many different herrings? No, like you would think it'd be something fishy, right? But it's actually it's something that'll kill you. Uh, oddly enough, so they have toast, they butter it. And they put what are in essence here in New England, we would call them jimmies, but anywhere else in the world, you'd call them chocolate sprinkles, chocolate sprinkles all over your piece of toast. That Children sounds freaking up, awesome. It's like the best. So I had a friend who went to Amsterdam and I was like, bring me back something from Amsterdam. And so she came back and I forget what they call it, but with whatever the Dutch word for whatever the stuff is. And she's like, here you go. I'm like, so what do I do with this? Do I put it like on ice cream? Or like, no, you put it on your breakfast. It's toast. Grownups eat this. And I was like, okay. And you know what? It was the best thing. See, the the best thing I ever had from there, it's called a strog waffle. And it's, um, when they're hot, it, it, it's like, it's like a soft sort of waffle, like a, like a, like a waffle cone sort of thickness on, uh, in a, in a waffle. Oh. Yeah. Just to, just, I'll, I'll continue the story in a sec. So again, my two year old has come in here to interrupt the recording again. But this time, he wants me to extend a lightsaber for him so he can run around and play with it. Ah. One, that's important. And two, maybe he just wants to be on the show with Daddy. No, he just likes running around the house willy-nilly. So, but that's what he does. But anyway, so after a strike waffle has been left out for a little bit, um, you it goes crispy and crunchy, and it's actually really nice it's uh, lots of vanilla flavoring in the actual waffle itself the word i was looking for is hoggle slog hoggle slog oh that's the jimmy's thing yeah h-a-g-e-l-s-l-a-g hmm i can see that though that doesn't strike me as being unusual for dutch i mean they're known for the chocolate and all that stuff right so that that's true fits. you know what and i can't stand amazing what i can't stand paying too much for your cable bill I don't have cable. Okay, we don't have cable. I don't know if you were trying to segue to an ad or something. No, <laughs> I was like, no. Who's no, he promo No, I, uh, I, uh, I don't have any promos that I'm running as of yet. I just have links on the show notes for mightyout.com.au. Uh, but <laughs> I, was, I was just going to segue into the fact that I hate the names of things that you find at Ikea. It's like the 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 Thurman or the Kvartifarken or whatever it is. And it's like, I just want a table. Or I... Yeah just want a chair or give me a box but no they've got really stupid names yeah stupid names and it's, it's such a horrible shopping experience we went and bought some uh, bookshelves from my wife's office there and not only is it impossible to find anything you actually have to go into the warehouse yourself with the the little cart thingy and and haul the stuff out of the out of the freaking warehouse racks on your own and Eh, I don't know. Not a big fan of Ikea. And bringing it home and putting it together, there's a lot of things that I hate. John will tell you this. I would say like I probably everything? hate... Yeah, I, I hate probably most things. But you really as, do. Assembling furniture is way, way, way up on the list of things that I'm like, what the... Heck? This is not... 
I bought shelves. Sell me shelves. Don't send me a puzzle kit. Sell me a puzzle <laughs> kit. Well, see, I, I'm on the same sort of um, same sort of thing. I, I'd rather save time and just have the thing pre-built. And that's why... Exactly. Like, I, and I, to be honest, and that's why I probably buy a lot of my furniture secondhand. Because yeah. it's pre-built. It looks okay. It's in decent condition. It's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. And I put it in. I put it in the house and it's done. Done. Exactly. It's like I'm definitely willing to pay a little bit of a premium to save a little time and frustration. More than happy to, in fact. i tell you what was really good about frustrating John the other night, knowing that I got to him. That made me happy. <laughs> like, you, like you, you saw the thing he put up on Facebook. He goes, oh, I'm just sitting down to watch the premiere episode of Game of Thrones. You make me sound so pompous. Oh, you were. This is what you said. You that were. Is, that, yeah. is, that is what you said. I'm sitting in the studio I... watching the premiere episode of Game of Thrones. Anyone who disturbs me will be bagged out on the next episode of Wargaming Recon. Future episode. Future episode. Oh. And I just go, and I said it was like two minutes ago. I'm like, hmm. <sighs> All right, time to be me. And then... <laughs> Literally, as I typed it, I thought, I know who's going to do something about it, and you were the one who I had in mind. Like, I'm waiting. You know me too well. You know me too well. I'm looking I, at my phone and just expecting some sort of shenanigans from you. And you got it. You didn't disappoint. No. So this is actually quite a little bit of a interesting sort of episode because right right now it's sort of like a crossover it's like family guy and the simpsons sort of thing going on right now where um with it's or something or that i've been watching on youtube a lot is like the like um you know the the history channels porn stars versus true tv's hardcore porn like it's like two different sort of things and my two-year-old has just walked in here again <laughs> this is the most he's done it all morning and it's like the light and it's the lightsaber again and it's the lightsaber again so what color is this lightsaber he has i can it's it, not even the color. it matters it, no this matters it is obi-wan kenobi's from episode one the phantom menace okay all right there you go now, shut daddy's door when you leave, okay? Okay, love you. Say, love you, daddy. Thank you. Say, love you. Now, does he have a Darth Maul he can cut in half? Uh, well, he is the red one. <laughs> no, but so that means he comes back shut, in the solo shut, movie. Dad, Sorry, Adrian, shut, didn't mean to ruin it. Shut daddy's door. That scene was awesome. Actually, okay, no, 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 no. Now, you know, now we've brought that up. Now we've brought that up. Adrian, I need to know uh, your thoughts and standards <laughs> on Star Wars. More of a Star Trek guy. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. So you've just, you've just, so I was about to say You were saying so. you liked him? Uh no, he's just. He, well, what, what can I? What can I say? I don't think. I think I kind of line up with most people. I think the original, the original three episodes, which of course were the middle three episodes. You mean the Holy Trilogy? Yeah, are clearly better than one, two, and three. And yeah, they're my favorites. Four, five, and six. Maybe it's because I saw them the first one when I was still a kid. I don't know, but uh... well, I, I think that goes like it, it's the same for me. Um... 
I like I grew up in four, five, and six. They're, they're hands down going to be the the favorite films. Um, but I think expanding on a universe that is something that are universally loved by it, it, that's the thing that I I thoroughly enjoy. And, and like, I love a continuation story. I'm one of those rare ones who openly admits that I actually enjoyed the Last Jedi. Uh, that was a good movie. It, it was a good movie. And Adrian, I don't know where you're standing on this, so I'm going into the territory unknown. So, uh, <laughs> were you guys excited for Star Wars Celebration in Chicago? No. 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 See, see I'm not even in America, and I was excited. <laughs> so, to be fair, I used to be heavily involved in the Star Wars fan community way back in the day from before they started celebration. And then I just, I lost interest in when I saw how they organized and ran the first three celebrations. Hmm. I'm like, forget about it. And then I just didn't care anymore about celebration. And, and I will and, say and, that. The, and then celebration now becomes the biggest thing in the star Wars calendar. I would disagree. Cause the biggest thing is when a new movie comes out. No, 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 because of course it is. No, because people don't fly internationally to go see it. That's not true. Okay, and unless, also, unless, unless you live in Boulder and your closest cinema is across the river over in Niagara, then maybe people people fly in for the premiere. I'm talking about you get like, actors from all over. Yeah. Who who are these people? People who are in the film or no people who are in the film? Okay, normal everyday normal you everyday people now. Normal everyday people don't fly internationally to go see the movie. Oh, well, I mean, we're not ordinary people anymore. We're, we've been in an award-winning documentary. And I ran for state congress, uh, so... Okay. <laughs> and I'm... And as an award-winning documentarian, I can tell you I'm not flying internationally to see... It, or, or or domestically to see any movie. <laughs> That's exactly right. And this is the thing. That's why Unless... you're... That is why your you, your understanding on reality is flawed, John. Because... But see, we also wouldn't fly internationally for a convention either unless they were really? flying us really? no I, I, i'm I'm, I plan, I'm planning on going international for a ton of conventions I, like I'm i want i want to get to havoc to one year that's one one i want to get to i want to get to havoc yeah i want to get to havoc i want to get to okay Adep- i wasn't sure if my ears were plugged mm-hmm. i want to get to adepticon uh, okay mainly because that is the biggest uh, in the northern hemisphere for wargaming, uh, especially for Fantasy Flight, because they do a lot of their big releases, their big announcements there. Well, they hit up PAX and Gen Con, though, too. Yeah, well, Gen Con, yeah, but not as big as, as Adepticon. Adepticon, Adepticon was their biggest. Big. Yeah. Yeah, Adepticon is the be-all, end-all. I, w- I would fly to that one. I would fly internationally. I would I would fly to, to the UK. I would like to go to Salute. I mean, the conventions over there are quite a bit different than what we have here in the States. But, yeah, I would like to see some over there, too. And, I, mate, I'd love to see you guys head over here for CanCon. Uh, CanCon's off the hook. It is one of – the only thing that I don't like about CanCon is the fact that there's never any panels. They ju- It's just gaming and stores. That's all. It's like like going to a uh, like a county fair or something like that. Except you, instead of going, oh, I want to ride a roller coaster, I want to play forty k. Hmm. Or why don't they do panels? Are they opposed to it? I I just don't think it's something that's really on the mind of a lot of Australian gamers. They just want to get in and play. 
And by the time, and, and and by the time you you think about it, there's only one real major wargaming uh, manufacturer or company close to Australia, and that's Battlefront, and they're from New Zealand, and yeah. so they're the ones that do Flames of War, and yeah, it's 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 quite interesting how how Australians think about things like they go oh. Nah, they're they're in the states. Yeah, we're not going to have that. That's right. We'll just play. We'll just play more games, mate. We'll just play more games. So, and that and that's the mentality of Australians. And and it's not necessarily bad. Don't don't get me wrong. I I thoroughly enjoy the fact that I get to play, say, one or two more games in a in a tournament at a convention than than anything else. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not upset at all in that. I'll go yeah. on record saying that if you get them to invite us and fly us out, I'll come. Of course, I, I know that because it would be a free ticket for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have, a, I'm going to sound like a jerk, but I have a certain level of standard now. Mm. <laughs> where I become accustomed to the certain things in life. No, honestly, though, it's there's only so many things you can cover in a year, right? And there's a certain number of shows, doesn't matter what format you do, TV, uh, made for TV movies, you do podcasts, whatever, uh, YouTube series and stuff. You can only cover a certain amount of stuff. You can only be gone for a certain amount of time. There's only so much budget and time and resources. So if places want coverage or whatever, they got to make it amenable. There has to be some sort of agreement that makes it work. Otherwise, why would someone go for a three-week trip somewhere to cover something when they could cover like 20 things in that amount of time, but not going as far. Yeah. But the thing with you though, John is, well, us, we wouldn't cover 20 things in that amount of time. <laughs> that do... depends, doesn't it? I guess it kind of does, but I mean, we do, uh, we do havoc, we do huzzah and, uh, well, we haven't done total con in a while, but we do total con and that's kind of it. 2020. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we are looking at expanding, but at the same point, we do know that that kind of content is less desirable to our audience. It is. And that still surprises me a little bit. Um, I mean, I guess not if you think about it, but yeah, they really don't. uh, They're not in love with the convention coverage, really. But I bet they would like if we went to, I don't know, down under. Talked about the toilets going in reverse and the spiders trying to kill me. Well, we would have video of that. I'll tell you what. You just um, gotta burn the place down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, th- yeah, that might fly. But um, yeah, entire shows devoted to con coverage. They don't. Uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, they've made it pretty clear they don't. They don't love it. I but we really is... don't. We really don't do that anymore either. I mean, I, the only one that we do because we do the live show there is ah. Well, I, th- I still I think there's a difference though because if between making it a hour-long advert for an event compared to doing content at the event so you can kind of weave it in but like if you're doing the i don't know talking about the new star wars legion uh stuff that's coming out and you happen to be doing it at cancon i think that's very different than being like cancon's wonderful we love cancon so much and talking about all things for an hour yeah that's true this is where it gets interesting though like a lot of gamers that i know about Prior to attending uh, CanCon, what we did was we were looking at Fantasy Flight Games' website because we knew there were certain releases going to be coming out that week. And so CanCon started on the on the Friday, and 
on the Friday morning, it was the specialists were released to purchase, and they sold out within the first hour of any of the stalls that were there that had them. So that's crazy, and which is it, it is interesting because there's only a, in my opinion, this is my opinion on, on Indian Legion. They they're not the be all and end all of upgrade unit packs that you can get. They're like they're good, but they're but they're not the best. It's it's not like uh, we've got the uh, the tank for coming out uh, should be out in the next week or so, uh, which I'm looking forward to having in my army list. Uh, or the Emperor Palpatine when he came out and he was. He was like, I'm, I'm grabbing him the minute he came out. I had him pre-ordered and ready to go. So, Australian war gamers, because we don't get things first, it's the news is all always like we get the news, but then we have to wait, and that and that's just part of it. So we, it's like, I think that's probably another reason why panels and things like that for us is is just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, that I'm still quiet. surprised about the panels, though. <laughs> well, I, like, it, I hear what you're saying. Oh, but it, it doesn't have to be a case of oh, here's something new. Because again, like you said, you guys already find out about it. But what if it was a special guest or someone like a Star Wars person talking about how things were made or behind the scenes, or someone sharing tips and tricks or something humorous or I don't know. Yeah, well, the, the, things a, like that. A, again, the big issue is the fact that anyone in the industry who's anyone is either on your continent or in the UK. That's it. Fundamentally, there are no major Australian wargaming individuals. Uh, we, like, the guy who was running our Star Wars Legion uh, tournament, he's a, he's a world champion in Magic the Gathering. He's a world champion in Star Wars Destiny. He's a, he's a champion. You get, like, he, he had some big flipping belts under, under his waist. But... No one gave a crap because he's just, and that's and that's saying it. In, I'm saying it in a nice way, Lindsay. You're an amazing person, and I, and I am going to have you on the show because I want to talk about that stuff. But it it's like he he was running his gaming. He so he owns a game store. He was running his booth so people would buy stuff off him. Plus, he was running the Star Wars Legion tournament because no one else would run the tournament. And and that and that was enough for him over over the course of the weekend, and even the grand like the grand finals of all like all the games, it's they're all taken they all take part in the main area. There's no uh, there was no like uh, amazing table that was set aside specifically for for these events. It was just you know let's use that one over there. That's free. So it's not as prestigious here in Australia, um, but it's still it's still a bunch of blokes getting around and having a bit of fun. Yeah, that's kind of the most important thing about it, though. But uh, yeah, I get what you're it sounds like a really kind of a fast and loose organization. I can't even see that working over here at a convention. It's like, yeah, just kind of set up wherever you want. Yeah, no, that's it. It it it, it is is the thing. Oh my goodness, it, he's here again. It is yours. Hey, come here for a sec. Can you can you can you say I love Star Wars? I love Star Wars. Good boy. Alright, off you, off you go and shut Daddy's door, okay? Okay. 
He's so adorable. He's annoying me this morning. <laughs> I, I can tell, but he's super sweet. Shut the door. <laughs> so he brought in a little slinky, and he's trying to use a slinky to shut the door. <laughs> that won't work. Hey, but he has a hypothesis. He's going to test it. Oh, he's using that scientific mind. He's two, right? He's two. He's turning three in July. Oh. So yeah, I'm I'm quite quite the lucky lucky dad. I lo- I love the fact that I I have uh, the opportunity to to be able to be a part of his uh, growing up. That's something actually. I as a father is actually something one of the, one of the best things that for me is like looking at him and going. This is awesome. Like I, my older older son Alex, who's four, is currently uh, up in Sydney with his grandmother and his mother, and they're driving back down today. Uh, just to give you a bit of an idea, it's like driving from. So where are you? You're in Boston, uh, yep. Atlantic City's about six seven hours away. Is that about right? Uh, yeah, six hours maybe. Yeah, so that's the distance that they're driving today. And so I FaceTimed Alex last night. So he was with uh, my my wife, so uh, his mother. And the first thing I said to him, I said, Alex, because with Star Wars Celebration, they, they have a closing ceremony reel, and he loves watching them. And I said, there's another Star Wars Celebration video. And he's like, oh, really? Really? Like, yes. <laughs> Yes, my son, you are definitely coming to the dark side, and um, <laughs> he's uh, he, he's very much me, and that's uh, for for his birthday, which is in May. He's he wants to get his own box of troopers from Legion that he can play with and paint. So I'm oh. I'm going to encourage this. Come on, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So I I don't know. So Adrian, uh, from what I understand, you have a daughter. Is that correct? Yes. Is and that's it. Uh, my son games. Also, but hmm. he's not he's not near us anymore. So yeah, my daughter's uh, well, Jesus, my daughter's because uh... she ran a she ran a t- uh, an event recently, didn't she? She or, did. Um, yeah. she was. <clears throat> she was running um, a Dungeon World, uh, eh, not really a campaign for us, but um, yeah, she ran a couple of uh, a couple of Dungeon World um, scenarios for us that we played through. It was the first time for any of us playing that uh, that particular set of RPG rules, and it was it was really awesome. I mean, it was the first time she'd ever run anything. She did a good job with it. She seemed to have a good time doing it. But uh, the issue is that, um, as it is with every gamer i'm sure is availability it's like none of our there were the four of us playing it was her me john and another friend of ours alex and um the schedules hardly ever line up to uh to get together and play i've been sort of i've sort of mentioned playing you know over discord like this but uh that idea hasn't caught on so that's because you got old man John right here going, Oh, I don't know how to use these things. Oh my God. Yeah. You don't know the half of it. He is, he is truly like an 80 year old man in a 27 year old man's body. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, you're so kind. You think I'm 27. Well, I, whatever. I, uh, if you want to take that as a compliment, by all means. <laughs> hey, I'm all in favor of telling kids to get off my lawn. 
Yeah, it's I'm, funny. Gla- I'm glad that's how that sentence ended. I really am. Uh. Oh, I was getting scared for a second there. So, uh, so, so, wargaming for for you, Adrian, that's been quite important in in like not not like uh, in social circles, but not but also in like in the household. So, how, how did you find that coming into like getting your your children gaming? Was that something that you you wanted to foster in them, or is it something they picked up organically? Uh, they kind of picked it up organically. I mean, I've been gaming since I was. Uh, when did I really start getting into it with board games initially? Avalon Hill board games. I was uh, 11 or 12, and I'm super old now. I'm 53, so I've been doing it for quite a while. Um, there was a period there where I didn't hardly game at all, simply because um, I didn't have time. I didn't really know anyone or any stores or anything around in the area where we were living at the time. And uh, so I didn't really do anything. And this was kind of about the time that the kids were born and were growing up. Then I started to get more into it. They both kind of uh, found an interest in it. Um, Rachel's more into the role-playing aspects. My son has played uh, some of the miniatures games with us, um, you know, the World War II stuff, bold action, mm-hmm. things like that. And he enjoys it, but he's not... Uh, Like he would, if you ever said to him, you know, hey, do you want to throw together a game of bold act or whatever? He would be down for it. He would play, but uh, he's not ever gonna. I don't think like, like he's spend not, he, hundreds of dollars. He's not like die hard like watching the news no, sort of thing. No, see, yeah, he's the, I, he's I, not going to be a modeler. Or... Yeah, see, see, he likes the gaming aspect of the hobby more so from what from what you're saying. Yeah, definitely, and um. I mean, I kind of, I, I definitely prefer the gaming side of it myself. I mean, the the, the modeling and everything. Actually, uh, this is another thing that makes me angry. Uh, I, I hate building the models and stuff. I just, I know there's a lot of guys out there that like the assembling and painting the models and the figures and scratch building train and things like that. They're not only are they good at it, but they get a lot of pleasure out of it. So I just it, want to play the games. The, the the thing that really tees me off when it comes to the modeling aspect is when you see the picture on the box and you're like, yeah, I could build that. And then you build, you're like, no, nah, it looks nothing like what's on the box. And oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's like I, I've been painting a bunch of smaller scale things uh, for some games that we want to do up here. Um, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll paint a, a, a unit of figures and everything and I'll set it up and take some pictures of it. It's like, yeah, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. And then I go to the Facebook group for this particular game. It's uh, at Sans Resultat. Mm. And, uh, you know, I look at the pictures of some of the stuff that the other guys in the group have painted. And it's like, what the frick? I might as well just set all my stuff on fire. The hell with this. <laughs> I, 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 I've definitely been there. Uh, it, and what's funny is the, one of the, my really good mates here that I game with very regularly we have very two different painting styles. And I didn't think that was possible in miniature wargaming. I thought there was like only one real way you could really paint and be effective. But no. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I I like using... Yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot of stigma of people who just like putting their base coats on and then just dumping their miniature in like Nolan Oil or um, Army Painter Toner or anything like that. I, I actually use the toning inks as how they're meant to be used so like they they go on little tiny parts in the model so i i I use the toning correctly and i highlight as as best as i can with the paintbrush that i have at the time and my 
and I use a, I, I spray to undercoat. If I am able to, I will use an airbrush to cover uh, certain areas of a model. I, I like the the ease and the coat that you get with the spray. My mate, no, no, he he'll paint everything by hand. He doesn't use a wash at all, and picks everything out with a with a detail brush. And he, he's a fantastic freehand artist. And it's uh, I look at him and go, I hate you. I really do. And another bloke who's just started playing Legion with us, I I hate him. I really do because of how well he can paint. It's just, I just look at him and yeah, I just want to stab him with whatever I have on hand. Yeah, no, I fully understand. I It, it kind of depends for me. Um, for the larger scale figures, the 28s and stuff, I kind of, I'll usually do a base coat and then oftentimes maybe a one layer highlight on the bigger parts of the uniform and whatnot. <clears throat> and then, you know, the dark washes like, what is it, Oxrox Earth? Yeah, right. I can pronounce that. The Earth Shade or the Null Oil or whatever. Mm. Particularly, you know, especially in around the faces and the deeper creases and whatnot. But um, yeah, there, it, I was surprised too when I when I started to try to like you know quote unquote get into painting and actually do a decent make a decent job of it. Since I'm spending so much time doing it anyway, that there are so many different techniques. I mean, there's guys out there who paint their figures with. Uh, uh, what do you call it? oil paints and do like the wet blending techniques and everything that actual real life artists do on canvases and stuff. And it's like, I'm not going to live long enough to paint an army that way. I need no. speed. Yeah. Well, that's it. And I think a lot of, there's a, a bloke who I've been following on, um, he has, he has a blog and what he's, he's doing is he's, in buying boxes and boxes and boxes of the Perry miniatures for the English Napoleonic army. And he has a list that he was able to get of every single individual who was registered with the British empire, who was there on Waterloo. And if he's got a picture of them, he he's doing an individual person. So, so if he's got that picture, he goes, all right, this miniature is this person puts the name of the person, where they were, where they would have been in the rank and file, and he's painting them to a degree which is just, it's, it's ludicrously well detailed. And he's been doing this wow. for almost five years and he's not even halfway done. And like, you got to think, there's like 50,000 individuals that he has to do. Yeah. Wow. It's that's It's crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's a calling or a life work or whatever. That's that's beyond a hobby. Yeah, well, that's it. That, and if you look at things that uh, say like Peter Jackson, the director of Lord of the Rings, is he, he's done a lot for the World War One community, uh, yeah. especially like there's at the Australian War Memorial in Canberra. He has a he put together this video presentation on the. Uh, biplane pilots during World War One, and it's it's fantastic. And it, funnily enough, we actually have one of the Red Baron's boots at the, <laughs> at the War Memorial. That the ones that they took off him when he died. That when the, he shot, yeah, that's and, awesome. And 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 an Australian did it. An Australian shot him down. Are we sure about that? That's a hundred percent correct. 
<laughs> it sounds like lies to me. I, 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 I'm willing. I'm willing to put money on it. Uh, just for we're going to take a quick break, and we'll have our. Uh, we'll come back just after a nice little word from one of our friends here at Gamer Lives. All right, thank you again for those lovely messages. Anyway, we're back again with Adrian and John from Wargaming Recon. We're just literally rabbling on about anything, essentially. Someone's phone just went off. Who was that? Adrian. No, it wasn't, actually. Not me. Not me, either. Someone's lying. It's John. Turning this show into a show of lies. <laughs> that would be a good name for a TV show. I think there there is a show called House of Lies. Yeah, I believe you're right. There, there is. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I don't watch TV anymore. What do you now? Mean? That is a lie. That is not a lie. That's what happens when you have two small children. So, um, how, and so when you class, what do you class as TV? Because you, you clearly watched a TV show a few days ago. Game of Thrones or something, some crap like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's on my computer. That's not watching TV. So it's, uh, I'm watching it on my computer. That's not porn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's streaming. It's different. It 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 used to be there used. To, it is literally different. It literally isn't anymore. Oh, it is too. Are, are we going to have the two columns discussion all over again? Because I'll tell you, I talked to Jorg about it. Uh, in, what's this? The two columns discussion? Yes. This is, is ludicrous. This? It is not. It matters. Damn it! No, 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 no. Explain, explain the premise. I don't. I don't want opinion. I want premise. So the fact is, no, 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 no. This is the premise no, this is of fact. the argument. The premise of the argument. Well, the premise is that there are two things that look different, and therefore they are different versions of the same thing. And and as usual, you're explaining it in the way that most is most likely to support your argument. Okay, That's what me, does, no, 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 John, you can be quiet for a sec. Adrian, what, what? It's actually, you, can, true. Can you tell me the the premise of this thing, please? So John ordered from <laughs> the company things from the basement two uh, models, two like Aztec columns. Yeah, and you know they're they're an MDF thing, and he assembled them and he painted them up. And what he noticed when he was painting them was that one of the models was taking the paint um, much better, and he was getting a better effect with his dry brushing technique on one model than he was with the other one, mm-hmm. and so. John being John, he deeply investigated these two columns. And what he noticed was that the laser etching on one of the columns was significantly deeper than it was on the other one. So, being John, he complained to the guy that sold him the columns. Did not complain. And said, hey, what is the deal? One of these is cut much deeper than the other one. It takes the paint better. I get a better effect, blah, blah, blah. And the vendor explained to him that, yeah, I I bought a, a second laser machine and uh i forget exactly what the reason was but it it cuts it makes a much oh because it's faster it makes a much shallower cut than the other machine does so in john's opinion which is incorrect these two columns should be marketed and 
identified on the website as being different products, even though they're exactly the same product, except one's cut on a fast machine and one's cut on a slow machine. I can actually end this up really, really, really easily. So when you see an advertisement for a toy or a model or a phone or a computer or a car or anything, in Australia... It says very plainly in very plain English that uh, the product may differ in style, color, and material. There you go. Okay. Now, that's not saying it's a different product because at the end of the day, the blueprints for this particular thing were identical. Like, you can't, like, as as someone who 3D prints, I understand the basic premise of it. It's the same. The same program, the same, like, lots of things were were used to create this particular model. It's just the tool that was used had a different style of cutting. Therefore, a, it, it's not saying that it's a different product. It is the same product. The style just differed per model. And that's what happens, especially in this cottage industry that we have as Wargaming. Exactly. I didn't say it's a different product. I yes, you did. I heard you just say uh, no. it like five seconds ago. Different version. There's Words matter. So, okay, let's take the recent terrible happenings in Paris where the Cathedral of Notre Dame caught fire and they have to re do a lot of work to fix it, to repair, to try to do whatever. Luckily, they have scans of everything because – the country of France owns it and has put a lot of time and money into it because it matters deeply no, to their national no, identity. Cor- oh, no, 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 I'm correcting you on something. I'm going to so correct you. So if they you, want no. to repair stuff no. and they take a thing and it doesn't match exactly. You just yes, said something it, that was factually incorrect. What did I say that's factually incorrect? You said that France, the country of France and the city of Paris own all of the scans of Notre Dame Cathedral. That is incorrect. No, I said they own the cathedral. No, no, no. You said something about no, them and you said they own the scans. You clearly stated They own the cathedral and say, scans have been taken of it. Yeah, but I'm just going to correct you on the fact that you said that they, they own the scans. They don't. The company that created Assassin's Creed owns the scans. One, I'm not talking about that, although they did that do is, a really good job with it that. It is freaking cool. Those are, those, those are good 3D renderings, which are free through, I don't know, the next few days. Uh, if you go on to Ubisoft and you can go and get those yeah. and get and, the game and, for free. And, and, and funnily enough, the person who did that spent two years of her life, literally Monday to Friday at Notre Dame, going through every detail. It's very good that they did, but the country itself has hired people over the years to uh, do 3D scans and to do all sorts of imaging of the entire cathedral for purposes of posterity. France owns the cathedral. A lot of people think it's owned by the Catholic Church. It's not. If they want to repair and replace, I'm going to make something up, a statue or a piece of wall or whatever, they have the scans, they have the imagery that says this is what it looks like. If what they put up is slightly different, it could be the same statue of Saint XYZ, okay, I but it's a slightly I, okay, different no, 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 okay. version. I, I have a thought experiment I'd like to, to, to give to you, and, and tell me what you think. Uh, so you have a boat, a wooden boat, and every year you replace one panel of this boat 
because you know maintenance you have to replace it for maintenance so it fits all the other bits and pieces so you're essentially once a year taking a panel off the boat putting it aside and you're you're, you're essentially replacing it in the boat now at one point you're going to get to the point where you remove the final original piece of this boat here's the question if you took all those pieces that you've you've taken off the old boat, the original boat, and built a new boat, which boat is the original boat? That's a great question, and it has a real world application. And 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 it goes into talking about what we're talking about now because it, so it, it, if you look at you have something that that is it, it, that is definitely the original boat then which is the original boat or which is the original product or which things differ in life like gum tree in australia there is no one gum tree that is the same looking gum tree yet it is still a gum tree so your aztec columns even though they are uh they, they, they may differ slightly in cuts and that sort of thing are still Aztec columns. Of course they are. So I'm, what I'm trying to understand is, and, and this goes, this again, I'm going to put some history on you. No, no one Aztec column was the same. So Also true. So why would you be upset when you have two columns that historically would be accurate because they're not identical? Um, why? Why would that upset you? Well, it didn't upset me, but it—that's not they what I'm hearing. They marketed it as a certain way. No, but yeah. see, what matters is they marketed as a certain way, and the result is different than what's being marketed and no, what's ho- being expressed. Yeah, hold on, hold on. In the case of the there, ship, no, 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 look no, at any, no, 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 no. No, you look no, at any no, historic no. worship. Look at in what, our case. What, what's the name the of the company that you? What's the name of the company you bought? The Things from the basement. They're fantastic. No, Great no. Company. Say, say it slowly I so I can hear you. Things from Things the basement. From and uh, from the basement. From the Great basement. company. Because I'm, I'm going to check them out. That's what I'm doing right now. Things things from the basement. There you are. Uh, uh, so you want to navigate to? Uh, oh, how does he have a call? I got to find it myself. That's right. No, I can find. I'm a big boy. You keep talking about the boat because I'm gonna. I, I want to see if I can truth bomb you a bit. Um, so you take the USS Constitution, which over the course of its life means nothing to many... me because I'm not subjected to it. Oldest member of the United States Navy, in a nutshell. That's not specifically what it is. Fought in the War of 1812 and so forth. It's actually exactly what it is. The oldest commissioned ship in the U.S. Navy. Yeah, that's more specific and more accurate. Um, it's suffered a lot of damage because it's wood and so forth. And they've done a lot of replacements. A fair number of historians, and I, I don't know where people have come down on this, but a fair number of historians say that because of the amount of restoration that's done and the small percentage of ship that remains one cannot actually say it's the same ship. Mm. Interesting. That's a tricky thing to balance. And I think that's kind of where you were going with your thought experiment. No, it's, it, if you actually think about which, which ship would be the original ship. Now, 
one thing I don't like about this particular website is they don't have a search place. Now, uh, I'm looking at categories. I've got Wargaming Miniatures, Bartex Card Sets, Clearance Sale, Dollhouse Miniatures, Anai uh, Bulletin Board and Arch Bridge, Marketplace Set, Guard Railings. So uh, are you asking for help, big boy? I am. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know what, as a man, as a man... <laughs> It's okay to ask for directions. Hold on. Is it buildings on a budget or is it painted and... No, it's painted. No, it's buildings on a budget and then you want to look at Inspired by Ghost Archipelago. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, they do some really nice Frostgrave stuff. They do. So so the two columns. Yes, sir. Okay, so this is what you've purchased. All right. It's okay, no, no, no. Kit. I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to have to agree with you on this for for one particular caveat that he has put in his, uh, in his particular uh, advert here on here. All right, now, Adrian, this is this is the only reason why I'm agreeing with John. So don't don't think less of me. And it's the fact that he says right here at the bottom two identical columns with myth, mystic mystical glyphs. So he's saying that they're, they're like identical so what i would have there is models may differ than from what is pictured or blah 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 problem solved so no i yeah it's the 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 fact is fairly clear um you're you're still whiny john i'm just have to say that um just so my conscience is clear uh but correct and i'll take that yeah but in the scheme of things does it matter no them. By God, it mattered to you the other day. It, no, it <laughs> mattered enough for the point to be correct, stating a fact. I, it didn't need to be a 20-minute discussion, but you felt the need for it to go on, Adrian, so we had a 20-minute discussion. This, this, this is why you don't have all that many friends, John. <laughs> it's crap Quantity like doesn't this. doesn't matter. It's quality. Oh and that's why goodness. I chose you. God almighty. <laughs> all right. I am not going to concede that John is right. I no, I'm not. I'm not. I, I mean, freaking. Do you see what I'm working with here? I feel bad for Jorg. He bought another laser machine just because you know it was a good thing. He wanted to expand his business, and then Jonathan Reinhardt happened, and now this is where we're at. <laughs> I, I, I had a really I, nice I, conversation I, with him about it. I, I think a lot of what the world's issues could be uh, really nailed down to the the phrase "Jonathan Reinhardt happened." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, I'm okay with that. One for the history books. I love it. That that's um, that's fantastic. <laughs> Mark it off. Oh my goodness. Now. Well, so i have to ask i get a question for you joshua yeah now i don't know how frequently you check your show's social media Mm. but i I was listening to a previous episode of the show because i'm a fan of what you do here and you happen to talk about an actor in it so i asked you some questions on instagram uh in a on a picture where you were talking about working on that episode and I'm just curious if you happen to see it and what hold on, hold on, hold on. Now your responses have, now, now, are. Now I have to look at it now. Um, I, I check my... So I have two Instagram accounts. One of them is for my aerial photography that I take with my... Beautiful, beautiful by the way. Beautiful drone. I love my drone. 
and the other one is for the podcast. And and I have to admit, during the political campaign, I had really had uh, neglected it. So uh, I have two comments and seventy one likes. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is seven <laughs> hours ago. Yes. Okay. You say that like it happened two seconds ago. No, you're saying like, uh, I asked you something like a week ago and I haven't had anything back. So I'm just curious if you happen to see in what your response would be. Okay. Now, here it is. Here's the question. I'm going to read this out. So everyone's going to hear this, okay? Uh, Please do. Okay. It said, There's nothing wrong with it. Quote, you said you'd go gay for Jason Momoa. What does it... You. What does it for you? So this is... A question for me. Uh, his mm-hmm. muscles, ethnic, ethnicity. Will you go... Oh, no, I'm not reading. I am not reading the rest of that. Is See, I was surprised you were saying you are going to read it. Okay. That's why I sent it on Instagram. Okay. Um, John, you're an a-hole. Um, and I, and I, I, I've questions. known... I'm curious. You no, know, the thing is, right, this, this is how dodgy this, this question is, Adrian. Okay. He has started. He has. I can. I am very happy to say that he has started an Instagram account solely just to ask that question. That is not true. <laughs> there is every okay. so often I post a picture of the kids on there. Actually, did you, actually, I use Instagram for the filters so that I can then post the stuff elsewhere. For the filters, I think you need a filter for so, your mouth. Um, yeah. So you post pictures of your children on the same Instagram account that you posted this question on. Yes. So. Yes. This That's is correct. Okay. Yeah. This is where I'm worried about him. I'm worried about him. Did Did, did you see the question? I I really don't want to read it out on air because it is quite disgusting. Um, no, I'll, so I'll just, tell you. Just, just like just like the, wrong just, with the activities in that question because people participate in that, and I do not judge them if they do. No, I'm not judging individuals that do it. I'm judging the fact that my own tastes say they are disgusting for me. Oh, that's fair. See, you answer the question. I really wish I was in, like, within arm's reach of you so I could just slap you across the face with the nearest heavy blunt object. <laughs> hey, you put yourself on there. That's one of the things about doing these things. You say stuff, and believe me, I know it comes back at you. I got asked some really stupid questions when I was in, running in the campaign. Really, <laughs> I bet you did. Oh my goodness! Like, what is your stance on liberating lambs from farmers? <laughs> oh, I'll liberate them all right, straight to my oven. Um, <laughs> the fluoride in the water, some people say, is just really bad for you. Does it cause autism? No, no. Okay, I put a thing I on my face. No, no. You've started something. This is this is really. Oh, where where is it? I put something on social media not like not long ago. So I'm gonna find it real quick. Oh, where are we? Josh Shoebridge. Right was this there. about the terrorists? Oh no, we won't get into that. That was just dumb. <laughs> you uh, just edited that out. Oh, that was just really, really <laughs> seriously. Oh, that's absolutely stupid. Where are we? I love seeing what you put on and what gets people triggered I, and I what love, doesn't. I love triggering people. It is... Uh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I really, really shouldn't say... Here we go. Here we go. I, I effing love... Okay. I effing love science is a group that I on Facebook that I love to follow because they, they 
really they they're really good at saying things, and and they have some really interesting stuff on there. Now they put this thing up it says, "Kid in high school, I just don't understand why I have to take biology and basic science classes. It's not like I'm ever going to use that information in my life." Same kid as an adult. Vaccines cause autism, and the Earth is flat. I had a person comment on here directly after this who I know for a fact does not have any scientific knowledge. I know. I know this person. I know where the, how they, they were educated. They do not have the education necessary to form this opinion. This person states, Vaccines can cause autism, but of course they won't show you the people it does happen to Vaccinations make a huge amount of money. That does yeah, not it's make the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the same kind of thing you hear periodically, where there is in fact a cure for cancer, but they won't release it because you make more money treating cancer. What I don't now get. these are the same people who think the Earth is flat. I, I, I don't know if this person thinks the earth is flat. But I'm going to be very careful with this. Because there there is a gentleman I met recently who he is very, 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 very smart individual. He is incredibly smart. Like one of those crazy smart people. And he is a flat earther. Well, clearly he's not that smart. No, no. But that's the thing though. He doesn't, he hasn't approached it with the same stupid thought experiments that most flat earthers use. He, so he's not going to take off on a rocket to see if he can see the edge of the earth? He's got the flipping money to do it, I reckon. But anyway, he actually... Because you heard about that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the thing. He's he's one of the... He showed me a picture because he, he flies model airplanes. And he's constantly, like, taking photos of his planes and all that. And, and this photo he showed me, it, it made me think. But I'm not a flat earther. Don't get me wrong. I... Do not fall in that camp. I'm as far away from that camp as humanly possible. He showed me a photo of the sun and the moon in the same picture. Now, the the issue, the interesting thing with this particular photo is that where the and he took this on his phone and he hasn't got. I know he hasn't got the capability to doctor photos. He he doesn't have those sorts of skills. He's got. Um, the moon with uh, it was like a half moon sort of thing in the day. You know, like, you know, when you see the moon in the sky and it's a half moon and where the sun was, it looked like it was shining onto the dark side of the moon. So you, it, where the sun was shining should have been white, but it was dark. It was like, as a light engineer that I am, I looked at it and I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. And that was what got him thinking about all of the science behind it. And that's what he does. And he thinks about how how there are actual scientific questions that you can ask in relation to the shape of the world. And I thought that was really interesting. The other thing that I find really, really interesting is that the globe, the Earth, is actually a really nice little experiment on how um, warp drives would work. And everyone's gone quiet. 
Well, we're all waiting for the explanation. Okay, well, I was. Okay, I thought I was going to be taught something. Okay, I'll take. I'll, I'll give you some. I'll, I'll give you a talk. A bit of a talk. So think about it. You've got two people who are ten miles away. I'm going to put it into to your really stupid American terminologies. They're ten miles away from each other, and they are going to walk due north. All right, let's back up for a second. Yep. The, stu- the stupid American terminology, the imperial units of measurement, mm-hmm. not originated here. That was England. And they got rid of it. They, they're they quitters. That's because it makes That's no true. sense. That's true. They let us leave. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, do you, un- I don't know what you, uh, what, what, what's your background, Adrian? Like what, what did you do for employment? I'm a software engineer. Okay. So at some point you you would have had some dealings with the metric system, correct? Yes. Okay, do you understand how the metric system is formed? Yes. Do you, do <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to argue. <laughs> yeah, this is so funny. No, no, this is this is the metric system when it comes to weight mm. and volume and temperature is and to to a degree uh measurement of length but not not a hundred percent the is is built around water so one liter of water weighs one kilogram water freezes at zero and boils at a hundred and that's in celsius and the one milli liter in a certain cube sense is actually one centimeter and then and so uh you got 100 centimeters is a is a meter 1000 meters is a kilometer and so on and so forth it makes sense one into ten makes sense all i have to say is the the only good thing about the imperial measurement is the fact that we use inches to play war games and measure certain things. Now, back to my thought experiment <laughs> that I have heard from an, from an from a I think it was an astrophysicist who was on, on JRE. He was saying so you have two two people who are ten miles away from each other, and you give them a compass and you say we want you to walk north. And walking in a straight line, they will eventually get to a point. Where they meet, and so that yeah. is how you can prove that the Earth is round, without having to leave the Earth, without having to to do any stupid experiments. And it also shows how warp drives are, are possible, and how walking in a straight line is inefficient, where you need to have a a warp well a, your space or your area warp to a point where you where you can actually bend to it to go in a, in a, in, a, in a different direction. Hmm. So that got a bit deep. <laughs> in more ways than one. That's, that's exactly right. And and, <laughs> and, and 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 do you know what we've done? Do you know what we've what done? What have we done? We have we have quieted Jonathan. He hasn't said a word. I know we we haven't heard anything from him in quite a while. It's that's pretty pleasant. <laughs> I'm working my way through my um, beverage. Oh, he did. Uh, he did while we were while we were on your discourse there, Joshua. He did send me the message that 
we were discussing earlier. And uh, yeah, I'll the next time I see him face to face, I'll punch him in the side of the head for you because what the hell? Well, what legitimate say? questions? <laughs> no, not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, all right, just to finish finish off the podcast, I've been asking everyone this. Um, I'm assuming, as geeks, you have seen the new Star Wars trailer. Correct. Yes. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, I'm assuming you've seen it too. What Star Wars? You're an idiot. <laughs> you are a simpleton. That's what you are. The Adrian, he's, do, he's doing it. Is that related to Blue Harvest? Yeah, he's doing that thing again where he tries to run off a few friends he still has. Yeah, and it's working. Um, all right, I'll ask you, John. Uh, it's not John, Adrian. Uh, what was your your thoughts on on the trailer? Um, it didn't set me on fire. I got to be honest. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. I mean, I'll look forward to the movie, but it's, it, it wasn't, uh, oh man, this is one I really want to see. I got to be first in line at the theater kind of thing. You know what I mean? So have you ever uh, had that with any franchise or any standalone movie or anything like that? I have. Yeah. Um, well, the first Star Wars, as a matter of fact, was the first time I remember that. The uh, the uh, and this ended up being a gigantic disappointment, of course. But the uh, the original Star Trek movie, I felt that way for. Um, so when you say man, the original, one, you mean the one that was made back in the in the seventies? Star Trek: The Motion Picture. It was made in. Uh, good Lord, when was that made? Adrian's old. You got to forgive him. I am old. Was I in 10th grade when that was made? So maybe 79 or 80. Yeah. Um, Here's an interesting fact for you. So uh, have you ever seen the movie Logan's Run? I'm going to take that as a no. Actually, you cut out. I didn't hear anything you said. sorry. Me Uh, either. I was just waiting. Okay, I I was asking, uh, have you ever seen the movie Logan's Run? Logan's Run? Yes. Logan's Run, yeah. I have seen it. I haven't seen it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah. So, but you would remember how rubbish the the, the special effects then uh, compared to now would be, correct? Oh, God, incredibly bad. Worse than Flash Gordon? Flash Gordon was awesome, and how dare you speak ill <laughs> against it. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. But that's why it's good. Um the oh god here's a here's a funny thing uh logan's run came out only a month prior to star wars episode for a new hope in 1977 mm. and it goes to show you that like the science fiction prior to people just didn't care they just like oh yeah this will be an interesting movie and like um what I really enjoyed about the fact that what Star Wars brought to it was a whole new appreciation for practical effects. Yeah. And that was, oh, well, as someone who's, who's worked in theatre and he's worked in the entertainment industry, it's it's always better when you can do it physically without having to rely on computers to, to manipulate something. Yeah, yeah, I can I can kind of agree with that, but at the same time, I mean, computers and CGI have opened up all kinds of new stuff that is, I mean, I hate to 
like point at something like Game of Thrones and say Game of Thrones, but you know, Game of Thrones. No, just point to um, something like The Mandalorian coming out later this mm, year. Yeah. Which is, I am excited for that. I have never actually watched an episode of Game of Thrones. I'm glad to say. You and me both. I don't see the point in watching incestuous relationships. This is why I'm worried about Jonathan. Really am. <laughs> That's that's the thing that's always completely turned me off on on kind of the the series. It's just like it's, you know, it's. I don't know. I I did read the books when the first, when I read through the first three books. I was like, this is the most amazing story, fantasy world, whatever I've ever you know involved myself in. And then, but then when the when the series came, well, first of all, the series was HBO, and I don't I don't have HBO, so I I couldn't see it anyway. But then when I started to hear about it and everything, it was like, oh, so it's it's porn. All right, well, I can get that for free, <laughs> and so, I don't want that crapping up my world of Westeros. So no thanks, I'll pass on it. I've never yeah I've never seen an episode. No interest. So. Uh... Pardon me, being ignorant. So, is is Game of Thrones the book? Like, is that really explicit, like, like the TV show, or not? Um, no, no, not really. I mean, it, it's got a lot of the same type of stuff in it. I mean, and the violence is definitely there. It's not as but, gratuitous, uh, though. Exactly. That's the exact thing. That's the exact thing that it has that the incest it has the violence, but it's it. not like it doesn't glorify in it. Yeah, it, it doesn't revel in it. it. And yeah, it's like it's not exactly gratuitous is the perfect word. And that that as far as I can tell is the biggest difference. And I, I can't st and I'm, you know, we're picking on Game of Thrones here, but I can't stand that in any show or, or movie. It's like it, it no, pisses I, me off. I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, uh, and it's not because of my religious values or anything like that. Like, I, I do yeah. think there is a time and a place for a lot of things. Like, if, if it had something to do, like, say, if someone was being assassinated while they, you know, were getting kinky with it in the bedroom, and that was part of the story and actually meant something to the story, then yes, that's fine. Put it there. Yeah. But if it's got, it's like there are just like the TV show girls. That is just yeah. It's just there because oh, let's get some shock value or let's get this going or, and I think it's ridiculous. Like why? What about a brother and sister having a kiss? Okay, that was a harmless kiss. Thank you very much. Like a, like a passionate kiss in which the brother clearly desires a sister and wants there to be more. I would say that that would be a wrong thing if both parties knew what was going on. <laughs> they didn't know. Okay, so have either of you seen HBO's Room? No. No. Okay. HBO is not really a thing here in Australia. That's it's really I mean. not a thing in my house either. I think most places. <laughs> See, this is the thing. So you have a HBO subscription. You send me really questionable pictures via text message, which you had to have searched. It's amazing uh, how I, easily they show up. Uh, it's probably that easy because you got them saved on your computer. Uh, I was I was going to say it. It was an easy search. All he had to do was look on his on his freaking eighty two terabyte porn drive, and there they were. Fortune is a wonderful thing. <laughs> 
I mean, it's a terrible place, but it's wonderful in how terrible it is. It's it's just yeah. I, I'm scared for your children's upbringing. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I really am. I and and, and I'm just glad because you've only got two daughters, correct? So far. Yeah, yeah. I hope you have no sons. I really do. <laughs> like what? Far out. That's gonna be scary. Uh, <laughs> but no. Uh, so Jonathan, your your reaction to Star Wars: uh, The Rise of Skywalker trailer. So I have a question for you, and I think it's a question everyone who's seen the trailer has been asking. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put Octonauts <laughs> on. See, Octonauts finished again. It's on again. Go sit down, quick, and shut Daddy's door. Okay. Funny thing was, I was watching him just outside my window playing in the yard, so I'd, he's not watching the TV at all. No, but you can't turn it off because they're watching it, and they'll get very angry if you turn it off. Yes, we they're are. Very in a, funny, though. He way. just yelled out, yeah, we are in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kids man. are adorable. Oh, I love being a dad. I really do. So, you know, as you were saying about... Um, so there's one question that everyone seems to be asking yes. after they see the trailer, and that is, what does the title mean? What do you think it means? See, I'm in two camps on this one. Uh, the oh, what's his name? Kevin Smith, uh, the 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 great man that brought us Jan Silent Bob. He's amazing. Oh, he is. He he his theory to me makes the most sense and that is and it's only because i just recently finished reading thrawn alliances and it, and it makes more sense once you've read this book because they're in the chit so i adrian do you know much about have you heard of the character thrawn at all Yes. Okay, so you, you know he's he's a blue humanoid alien who is a Grand Admiral within the Empire. Yes. With red eyes. Yeah, he's got red eyes. Now, his spe- his species is called Chiss, uh, and he his people form their own little empire outside in the unknown regions of space called the Chiss Ascendancy. Now, the, the Force doesn't... is not really... Uh, compatible with their people except for young children and the and young children uh when they've if they are force sensitive uh that they get the title of skywalker because in in the chiss language because what they do is they they are used to navigate their ships through hyperspace to avoid stars Mm. supernovas and black holes all that stuff and so, the, so they're called Skywalkers, and and it becomes a, a bit of a thing in the book. Uh, it, um, actually, a very important thing. It tees off um, Darth Vader quite a bit. But anyway, and so what I think it is, they're not going to be called Jedi anymore. I reckon they're going to be called Skywalkers. Hmm. It'll be a whole new. Uh, it's like like for me, I'm a Freemason, yet there's different orders within the Freemason. Like there's there's one order called the the Knights Templar. There is an order called the Scottish Rite. There is an order called the Royal Arch. There, it's I reckon it's just going to be another order of force sensitive people called Skywalkers. 
Hmm. I don't know. I, uh, maybe I'm not an insightful person. I didn't, uh, I didn't think about it all that much. I kind of took it literally myself. As in Skywalker's going to come back from the dead. Yeah. But hey, that that would actually be a really cool thing though, because at the end of the day, that's what Anakin was trying to do, was to bring people back from the dead and stop people from dying. Yeah. It would be really interesting that if over the course of these six movies, uh, uh, sorry, uh, over these three movies, that the ghost of Anakin Skywalker has figured out how to do it from the netherworld of the Force and brings everyone back and kicks Kylo Ren's ass. <laughs> I think one of the things people don't really take into account as being as important and serious as it really is, is that these three sequels are really just reboots of the Holy Trilogy in to the point of matching almost beat for beat the story that's being told. So the Holy Trilogy and the prequels are the story of Anakin his redemption, his his fall from grace, as it were, and then his redemption. And this is continuing that. So I actually think because we have an Anakin analog in Kylo Ren, I, I actually think you're going to see Kylo Ren redeem himself. I disagree. Might. I mean, we won't I, I, really know until it comes out, but so I, far they've used I, the exact same scripts, basically. No, I think what we're gonna we're gonna see something very interesting, and it's gonna be it's it, apparently it's going to tie in heavily with the prequels. So, and it's going to end the saga, the Skywalker saga. So, be very interesting to see how it happens. But again, we're out of time now for today. Um, Adrian and John, thank you so much for you know working out the time difference and coming onto the show and just, you know, having a chat about absolute random crap. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Thanks for having us on. This was so much more fun than doing the show with John. <laughs> I agree. I don't have to do any work. I love that. <laughs> well, you do realize that if you, if you end up you know, like you know, coming to my show that, um, yeah, I, I gain ownership of your audience. <laughs> <laughs> We have been hyping it up. Now, I did see that. And I'm like, wow, this is cool. People are actually going to listen. I'm not going to... It's like, I'm averaging like 17 listens. And I'm like, yeah, this will probably bring hey, it up you... to like 19 or 20. This would be great. <laughs> it takes a while. People, it's it's weird. People think like you do a show and a good number is like thousands and thousands because serial ruined podcasting for everyone with its record-breaking numbers. We get... About an average of twelve to fifteen hundred downloads per episode, placing us in the top twenty percent of podcasts everywhere. And like that's not a lot of people, really. So people who are like, oh, we get twenty people who listen to an episode, we get ten people, they get discouraged, but you should really be proud of that. Oh, I, I am proud. There's a reason why I do it. So I'm not I'm not discrediting that at all. It's they're the they're the OG, the you know, people who follow Game Alarm. So um now, I'm going to get the offer out to you guys. I've got a minute 40 left of recording time. Uh, I'm going to be starting a right-wing podcast soon. I'm going to invite you both on there. Would you be? Uh, how would you guys feel about that? Yeah. Yep, I got one. Do I get to wear a cape? 
You yeah. can wear your MAGA hat if you want. It's okay. I wouldn't want to incite any violence. I, I might have to, like... I was about to say something really awful, but so I'm not going to. Good, good. Well, I'd have to respond in kind. I, you know, <laughs> no, I think we would all be in favor of it, but I don't think anyone else would be, so I can't say it. <laughs> so, but no, no, that would definitely be, uh, that would be fun. Too easy. Awesome. So I'll organize that. And uh, again, everyone, thank you so much for taking time listening to Game Lives. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to sit behind a microphone and, you know, just blast you with random rubbish coming from our lips. Uh, thank you, uh, John and Adrian, for taking time to come out. And again, everyone, thank you again. And you know what you have to do. You need to suck keep... those oranges. That's exactly right. You keep sucking those oranges and good night. You've been listening to the Game of Lives podcast, presented by Joshua Shoebridge. The podcast is produced by the Hobby Desk Australia and is a creation of Joshua Shoebridge. Hosted on Simplecast.com, your rights are reserved, copyright for 2019. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on wherever you listen to your podcasts. And once again, thank you for listening.